Longtime fans of the show should be familiar with the lender formerly known as Sue Pullen, and I'm pleased to announce that she's back, fresh off a rebrand and ready to help as Sue Mackey. Sue is a certified mortgage advisor at Fairway Independent Mortgage, an equal housing lender who focuses on finding the right product for you and your needs. She has over 20 years of experience helping thousands of homeowners. Whether it's purchasing, refinancing, or even a reverse mortgage, Sue will help. Sue's licensed in 36 states now, so reach out and let Sue Mackey it happen for you. The best way to reach her is just give her a call at 520-977-7904 or in an email, spullen at fairwaymc.com. Fairway Independent Mortgage has an MLS number of 2289. Sue Mackey has an MLS number of 206048. That email again, spullen at fairwaymc.com. And that phone number is 520-977-7904. Shoot Sue an email and let her know she needs to update that address. You are listening to an entertainment program put together by a company called Financial Ineptitude. Anything said on this show is not an endorsement or professional advice. Would you really want to tell a court of law you were suing us because you thought taking financial advice from two idiots on a podcast put out by Financial Ineptitude was a good idea? Really? Clown hat smiley face. Hello and welcome to the China Shop, everyone. Get your asses inside. I'm Shopkeeper Dan with me. As always, is Kyle, the inimitable creator of FinancialIneptitude.com. How are you doing today, Kyle? I've had better days. I've had better Imposter! weeks. Imposter! <laughs> okay, okay. I'm you sure they're good to bed. <laughs> I feel like the uh, the good bed and the ugly is probably going to go long today. Oh, God, yeah. Yeah. yeah Heavy yeah. on the ugly. Yeah, yeah. It certainly has a type. Much, don't think there's much good. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> You're just sneaking in insults left and right. Oh, yeah. I don't know what got into me. Yeah, right? I didn't do any better than you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, come on in the shop with us today, folks. Sit back, relax, hedge against the rage machine. We'd like to welcome any new listeners just joining us. We're here smashing our way through a complete set of fine china, sharing our ever-growing strategies for trying to maximize gains and cut those losses. If you are new to the shop and stock trading in general, you can always check out our knowledge and resource centers on financialineptitude.com, or you can give one of our many beginner trading episodes a listen. We'll have all those links in the episode description. But the best place to be come check out our Discord server. We get on there every day with a bunch of amazing, awesome people. It's just a great place to be, and it's totally free. No special paid tiered access areas or anything, because fuck that shite. Kyle, yeah. <laughs> I hate it. And, I hate the well, idea of people giving us money to hang out with us. I just It just seems so I, weird to me. I know. But in fact, uh, the way our the way we get friends is we usually give stuff. Yes, yes, <laughs> yes. In fact, <laughs> ah! If you join that Discord, when you join that Discord, you just uh, shoot Kyle some feet pics and he will. No, wait, wait. Sorry. Reverse that. You Thank do you. not shoot Kyle feet pics. If you if you just send him your address, he'll send you some smash it yourself swag straight from the shop. If you send him sweet feet pics, you don't get any swag. Sorry. My my mm. bad. I don't make old, the rules. Old policy. Old policy. <laughs> There's a strict no feet rule in the China shop. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of, of the, the China shop, Kyle, do we get any show news to report? Yeah, coming out Monday, uh, an interview I did with Tony Pollock. Uh, also coming out uh, Wednesday in lieu of the midweek episode will be another of the optional experience with Eric Smolinski and Penny Lane. Lane. Uh, and then after that, uh, next week, uh, the week following, I've got mortgage rate guru and creator of MBS Highway, Barry Habib. And his son kind of snuck in there, too. Whoa. Yeah, I'm to get, I need to get Dan back, and I'm going to bring you in there because uh, he, as we were wrapping up, he said, uh, asked if I was dabbled in crypto, and he got really excited. <laughs> so, oh god! <laughs> I think we need to make another episode with him. Okay, okay. It sounds good. Sounds good. Until then, though, today our our episode today is is very vague, valiant, dare I say, vagabond, with lots of market moving news, plenty of stocks on the radar. And brighter futures than a professional cashier working alongside a self-checkout machine. Uh, yeah. Yeah, sorry I, to bring it down. It's a bummer. I, I was just at the grocery store uh, a couple days ago, and 
as I was bagging my groceries with the guy next to me, I looked over at him and I asked what time he got off shift. <laughs> yeah. When you, when you went to the grocery store and you were doing the work that uh, used to be done for you yeah, by yeah. a professional? Yep. <laughs> Shadow labor? I Woo-hoo! noticed the prices haven't come down to compensate. <laughs> right, right. Oh, did, did you ring yourself up? Here's the, <laughs> we'll pass the savings on to you. Yeah, yeah. Oh, anyhow, reach out to us. We do love and adore your messages and comments on Twitter and Facebook, uh, on our Discord. We'll have the link to that in the episode description. If you're old school, you can send us an email to two bowls at financialineptitude.com. That's T. That's, <laughs> that's two bowls, the number two, B U L L S, at financialineptitude.com. Maybe you've got a hot stock tip. Maybe you want to tell us about a great trade you just made. Or maybe you're just a kind, gentlemanly blind man, and you're living next door to a gang of hooligans who keep trying to sneak into your backyard and fuck with your dog. It doesn't matter. We just love it when you reach out. That is not cool. No, it's not cool at all. Dan, you stumped everybody last week, too. Oh, okay. Maybe some kind old man managed to help you overcome your homeless situation and give you training and a job at their company. And now some ex-employee of your new workplace wants your help bankrupting the place. Yeah. I oh, 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 we're trading places. Oh, you, now you get it. Now you now, get it. Right at the last, yeah. <laughs> As time was running out. <laughs> really That's right down to the wire, movie. that one. <laughs> oh, fucking good movie, too. Yeah, it was about, and that was about futures trading or commodities trading. They were, what, they were trading, no, they were trading orange futures. Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. futures. Yeah. I mean. Hey, how do we, where do we get our hands on a crop report? I don't know. I've tried. (laughs) (laughs) Ever since I saw that movie, I've tried. Damn it. I know. I know. (laughs) Don't exist. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Should we talk about the bet? Yes. Let's talk about the bet. All right, Dan. Yeah. You had your eye on ChargePoint Energy, CHPT. They opened Monday at $8.30, which kind of sucks because our first take profit was at $8.50. We went half at open. Yeah. Okay. Uh, we hit that take profit, um, which since it was supposed to be half at eight fifty and then another half at nine, I think we only got to sell a quarter. Weird. Okay. Yeah, but it works. It works. Uh, then we filled our second entry at seven ninety five, which was a really solid addition, and I think that's what actually ended up allowing us to uh, to to be green because we closed Friday at eight oh five and gave us five hundred two dollars and sixty cents. Yes. Ah. <laughs> And I almost that, know what I'm doing. It's better than my prop account this week. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's see what a random did. Random went SWN. Was that like Southwestern Energy or something? Yeah, something like that. Something like that. Uh, it opened the week at 646. Had earnings. And boy, did it spike on that earnings. Luckily for us, uh, it opened right at the top of uh, basically the the bull flag that it was doing before on the lead up to earnings. It opened at six forty six, sold off from there, uh, had the earnings spiked up to six fifty three before selling off and closing two cents higher on Friday, six forty eight for random, uh, okay. five hundred one dollars and fifty five cents. <laughs> We're yeah. both flat. We're Pretty both much. flat. It's like we are both within one percent of our starting position. Hey, but uh, we're uh, we're in the lead, Dan. Yeah. Oh, right oh where boy. we belong. <laughs> I don't know if you've noticed this, but whenever random takes a lead right out of the gate, then that typically means that he wins. What? I have not noticed that. That son of a bitch. I don't know if that's true or not. I'm just trying to <laughs> trying to give us reason to be hopeful. All right. What else we got before we do news? I think we just I don't go into news, right? I think it's just time for news. Let's play a song, then. Yeah. Dow drops deep on moving inflation. COVID frustration, war damnation. We're just bringing you the fucking news. You gotta recognize the game if you don't want to lose. We're just... Two bulls trading Rioters raiding, insider trading, taxes are raising, bills on the hill. We got a crypto mill, no, they ain't growing weed. When the Fed speaks today, it's some shit we don't need. Sing it, Dan. Two bulls trading information. What? Two bulls 
trading information. I'm inclined to agree. Two fools trading information. That is accurate. Very accurate. Well, Kyle, I know when I clicked uh, the, the business tab of the news section on Google this morning, there was only one article that, at the top that caught my eye. Oh, is it the jobs report? Oh, no. Oh. No, not even uh, close. More important. More important. Oh, is it my? You didn't steal my story, did you? No, I, I, I may have. I don't know. Uh, Kyle, I don't know if you're aware of this. This is the headline on CNN. Okay. Is tonight the night Mega Millions jackpot reaches estimate estimated 1.35 billion after months without a winner? What? Yeah. Yeah. The wow. lottery, Kyle. It, and that's on business? In the business section toward the top. How much would it have to get to before a company like Apple or someone can go out and just buy every ticket? Um, well, it's it actually becomes a matter of time. There have been there was an Australian guy that noticed a, a lottery in Virginia did that where it would it, its jackpot would get higher than the cost of of all ticket. the tickets. But it's really hard to actually buy them all. Like he ended up having uh, to like, I think that I think I read about that guy. Like, didn't he send like people to, like every corner store he can, like he, basically running out their printer ink? Yes, he had a whole crew of people working around the clock buying the tickets. They actually only got half the numbers. Yeah, yeah. And this was a lottery with like 10 million different, one in 10 million. Uh, right. The Mega Millions is like one in 300 million. So it would only cost you six hundred million to win the jackpot if you could buy all every ticket. But then you know it's really a jackpot for the IRS more than anybody else. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. man, can you imagine too, like missing one ticket and that being the ticket that ends up winning it? <laughs> I swear oh. I bought it. That's why I was oh. here. Anyway, that was... that was in the business news, Kyle. The business news. I approve. What? That's a solid God. business plan. God. Good risk and reward. Good risk reward management. Yeah, <laughs> it's a two dollar risk for uh, a one point three billion dollar payout. Yeah, half the odds. stories, half of the stories were what you should do when you win. Oh God! And I thought, I thought to myself, like, who writes a news article for one person out of three hundred million? <laughs> like, how many people are in America right right now? It's like, well, we're going to target three people with this with this article. Well, you notice it came out before anybody won it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it's the dream, man. They're selling dreams. Hopes that's it. They're, they're selling a daydream. It's, yeah. it's that's it. You buy the ticket. It's it was like like the always sunny. You don't want to scratch the scratcher. It, it's a winner. Yeah, because then you lose hope. Scratched. Yeah, yeah. I follow. I believe that. Anyway, did you have any actual? <laughs> oh well, the one I thought you stole from me was <laughs> <laughs> the China has been replaced officially as the U.S.'s top trading partner. Oh, is it is it is it India? No. Want to guess again? Uh, Russia. Closer to home. Closer to home. Actually, Mexico. Yes, Mexico. Nice. For the first four months of 2023, they have achieved the two countries have a total bilateral trade of around 260 billion dollars. Wow. Uh, Mexico imports the U.S. were about 154 billion, and U.S. exports around 106. Wow. I I know I moved a little north of the border. I miss I miss the uh, the cheap produce of Tucson. Oh, the I forgot about the produce. They would yeah. have they would have those market on the moves where it'd be like you pay twenty bucks and it's like all the produce you can carry away in this box. <laughs> nice. Yeah, of course, right? fruits mostly water weight, so they're not stupid. <laughs> well, I mean, uh, yeah. compared to the grocery store, I remember getting some tomatoes sometimes. Like getting fucking thirty pounds of tomatoes for twenty bucks. Nice. Anyway. No, uh, so what this is basically showing us is the the relations between the U.S. and China have just been getting worse and worse. Uh, it oh, started, it's not getting better with Mexico; it's getting worse with China. I think it's some of that. I think it's a combination of the two. Um, like back in eighteen, the Trump administration is the one who started things off by putting those imports on Chinese tariffs. Mm-hmm. Uh, China clapped back, and then it's just been getting worse and worse and worse. Uh, we've got the whole thing going on with the semiconductors. Uh, yeah, they call them tariffs, but they they're really taxes on us for foreign goods. China yeah. doesn't pay those; we pay those. Uh, I'm trying to Fuckers. see what 
So at the heart of the trade relationship between us and Mexico is manufacturing. So bilateral manufacturing-based trade between the Mexico and the U.S. is 16.5% of all U.S. manufacturing trade in the first four months of the year. Uh, oh, Canada damn. got 13.5% of that, and then China, U.S. at 125 mm. uh, Also points out transportation-related manufacturing, which includes the automotive sector, is accounted for almost a quarter of total bi- manu- bilateral manufacturing trade between the two countries over the past two decades. And that makes some sense, because I remember seeing Ford was trying to move a big production plant down there. That was, uh, I don't remember how many years ago that was, when yep. uh, they were trying to get that corridor going that runs from basically Mexico all the way up to Canada. Is that yeah. the I-55? Yep. So uh, I think we're just starting to see some of that uh, impacts uh, bearing fruit. Took long enough. But I, I know the, uh, oh, the, the COVID shutting down the border messed mm-hmm. things up quite a bit, but uh, yeah. when it opened back up stuff started flowing again yep yep Pro- and things have been growing with mexico this, this is good for mexico i gotta think right or I does this mean that we're just, good for us or does it mean we're exploiting mexico like we're exploiting china <laughs> <laughs> look all i know is the more prosperous Me- mexico is the better it is for america yes. right like yes. like we want strong healthy neighbors uh, especially if you're the kind of person that worries about uh, uh, crime coming over the border, which right. is, happens at any country, any border. You go, yeah. Show me a border city anywhere in the world. I'll show you a party town. All right. I know, right? Uh, <laughs> like the the better Mexico does, the more people can prosper in Mexico. The better yeah. trade relations, the more they're going to buy stuff from us. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I think it's great. I'm yeah. I am very pro international trade uh, when, especially when it comes to the neighbors. Mm-hmm. Uh, sometimes I do wonder why we're so reliant on, on countries like China, where I'm like, they're not our buddies. Like, it's <laughs> because they are okay with cheap labor. Yeah. Ah. I mean, that's, that's really what it is. We don't want to pay full price or whatever it costs or people it's, to live, have a living wage. That's true. <laughs> you want this made, made in America phone or this made in China phone? When it's a difference of $600, yeah, guess what? China <laughs> wins. <laughs> Hey, hey, yeah, right. I, I'm driving a Kia Soul right now, mm-hmm. <laughs> and I did look at American vehicles at the time. I did price them, and it yep. just came down to like, huh? huh well, this will be cheaper to buy this Korean car. It's Korean's pretty good at what they do. Anyway, what else we got for uh, for news? Uh, apparently, the labor slowdown is continuing. Uh, the New jobs numbers came out for July, uh, only 187,000 new jobs. Uh, oh, that's it? Yeah, they, we, the economists had expected 200,000. I wonder how long till they revise that and say, oh, we were wrong. It was actually 400,000 created. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, as soon as they need to fudge some numbers. Uh, <laughs> job gains in July were the, the lowest they'd been since December 2020, which uh, that's pretty low. is pretty grim. Uh, uh, what unemployment stayed the had. same, though. Uh, well, that's good. Uh, the Fed funds rate, or they predict, oh, they're still predicting a uh, no rate hike right now. Mm. Uh, mm-hmm. It looks like that's gotten stronger from a week ago, but there's not that much impact between today and yesterday. So I think that was already expected. Well, they're probably, they might reconsider that as wages are rising. Yeah, I saw that too. 0.4%. And yeah. 4.4% over last year. And they were expecting 0.3% and 4.2%. So while I cheer rising wages, <laughs> right? Uh, uh, apparently economists aren't so happy. No, if more people have more money to spend, that means the price of everything goes up. If what the price of everything is going up anyway. Uh, yeah, we need everybody <laughs> to not have money so that way nobody can buy anything. So that way the prices come down. Oh, what what if we just do a boycott of of everything except you know, food and water? I mean, would that bring the okay. prices down? I mean, maybe we try. I don't know if the two of us have enough power. <laughs> uh, Kyle, we are running a very influential podcast. Let me tell you. <laughs> uh, yeah, I guess relatively speaking. <laughs> I go, I go to the down to the strip in Vegas, and I go into any casino, and I say, "You know who the fuck I am?" And they just throw <laughs> chips at me. Like, here you go, sir. Here you go. <laughs> just, it's just the confidence. Yeah, right. Like, you, 
Oh, man, that, that should, might actually be worth trying one of these days. <laughs> you know, know who I am. They say no, then just be like, okay. Be like, look, no, I took too much ketamine. I don't know who I am. Does anybody <laughs> please know who I am? Right. All right. Uh, let's see. What else do I got? I got one story about the downgrade, uh, the Fitch downgrade. So apparently Kevin O'Leary oh. is uh, fighting with Warren Buffett and the news. <laughs> yeah. And this downgrade, is it's getting a it's lot a of traction. People are talking about deal. it. Yeah. 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 And Kevin O'Leary's on that side of it, too. He says there's no way to sugarcoat it at all. It's all bad. And I'll tell you how you measure it is bad. When you downgrade the U.S. economy, you're losing faith in the U.S. dollar and the U.S. Treasury bill. But Berkshire Hathaway has been purchasing billions of dollars worth of Treasury bonds, uh, $10 billion last week, another $10 billion this week, and purchasing another $10 billion next week, regardless of whatever happens. So Buffett doesn't seem to give a shit. Kevin O'Leary really cares. Oh, wow. Um, hmm trying to remember was it was it rockefeller that first put us on the gold standard i don't know why uh, i'm trying to remember the fucking story it was before before black friday in the 20s there we the 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 country came close to uh, economic implosion and he he basically like prop made a bunch of you know wrote a bunch of letters and telegrams mm-hmm. and whatnot got his rich friends they basically propped up the country uh, by buying so it wouldn't it wouldn't fail oh okay. uh, i don't i'm not remembering all of the details if anyone else out there does know the details um and and it had something to do with uh one of his thing big things was like we got to get the dollar on the gold standard mm-hmm. uh of the day i'm not saying that's a fix for for today but he and his friend buddies definitely uh, propped up the American economy. <laughs> uh, what was that? It, it oh, was, it was, wow. a, yeah, it's, it's fucking, you probably What's find crazy it. Here's, okay. Like. So in 1933, president Hoover famously said to FDR that we have gold because we cannot trust governments. And apparently that was right before uh, the U S passed the emergency banking act which forced all americans to convert their gold coins bullions and certificates into u.s dollars mm. there you go oh so part of shifting to the gold standard also involved ripping gold out of everybody's hands <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's funny yeah. uh, standard oil anyway i'm wondering yeah. if buffett is uh is doing that if buffett is is like publicly and using his money to be like no i'll buy all these bonds to, to try to keep public up. confidence up i doubt that i i mean he's always said be greedy when others are fearful right he's probably looking at the rate of returns on those t-bills and they're like oh yeah i'll take more yeah 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 okay all right fine i'll take my tinfoil hat off and kick it across the room <laughs> i mean maybe that's what ended up happening <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. buffett single-handedly saves the market uh, all right. Uh, speaking speaking of tinfoil hat theories. Oh, no. More of these? Um, well, <laughs> this could be a huge game changer for tech. Yeah. And it's getting a lot of press. There's a there's a coming out of Korea. It's called the LK99 Superconductor. Oh. And they're claiming that it is a superconductor uh, room temperature that has zero resistance. Oh, you know how? What? Yeah, see, see, you know how see, big yeah, a yeah, deal yeah. that is. That's that's what most people are saying. Uh, but there are some red flags. There are some red flags right now. There's probably ten to a hundred labs around the world trying to recreate this because they start with a mineral and then they add some metals and they're like, it's how you do it that gives it this crazy stuff. But well, graphene is like that too. Graphene is like real simple to, to make. It's just a thin layer of carbon. Like mm-hmm. you can basically create it using tape and a pencil. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so nobody's been able to recreate this yet. Then is what it sounds like. Because uh, they, they just they just released this. Okay. Okay. Uh, 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 so uh, to quote Larba Lestier, uh, I. Within a week or two, we're going to have 20, 30, 40, 50, or 100 labs doing various syntheses. syntheses. Uh, so it's going to be pretty clear, pretty quick, whether or not this is this is a real thing. Yeah, okay. Uh, and 
early videos uh, showing like uh, uh, like they've got the superconductor like levitating, like superconductors do when you put them in the right. Wait, is that conditions. what they do? <laughs> uh, yeah, and they do a super job. All right, well um, they should be making hoverboards out of this shit then. Well, you know, it the the superconductor trains work on that. That's how that's how they work. But the the problem. I should say the issue making them difficult is you need the track to be at like sub-zero temperatures. Right, right. You know, it's the room temperature thing that's really the game right, changer. Yeah, right. Because like, imagine a computer that doesn't need cooling anymore. Yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. Yeah, mm-hmm. we don't have to waste any energy cooling your fucking computer. So yeah. the fact that it's gained as much traction as it has to me is is pretty pretty extraordinary is it just people want it to happen yeah remember the em craze that happened a couple years ago the the new propulsion system that was supposed to use just energy and no actual propellant Mm, yeah yeah Yeah, they ended up figuring out that that didn't work although there is another one that's supposed to be going up on a rocket in the next couple of weeks or month uh to actually test it out in zero g right you get in zero gravity and then you shoot microwaves at the dish right or whatever the design is but yeah i think they're they're actually supposed to be testing one of those at least but i think in this case same thing with like the em drives and all that other shit like show me some data that proves it works first then i'll believe it well they actually did release a paper and a design like here's how you make it mm-hmm. yeah and then it needs oh, to be now that i say that out loud to you here on the show it makes me think like wait they didn't they didn't want to keep this to profit off of <laughs> well I don't know. I don't know how that works. I'm sure they probably patent it. Well, they're crazy South Koreans. Who knows? They've only had capitalism for a little bit. Well, here's the thing, too. You know how famous you're going to be if you actually create this thing? Yeah. Yeah. Doing it for the, like every scientist, doing it for the poontang. And the million dollar Nobel Prize. (laughs) Yeah, because that means a lot these days. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I I mean, sure, I'd take a million dollars, but you're not not set for life like you were in the 80s. I know. I know. (laughs) All right. Um. Well, should we do? Uh, we should probably do some advertising, huh? Oh, yeah, that's my favorite part. Oh, okay. Well, then this is just for you. Yay! Longtime fans of the show should be familiar with the lender formerly known as Sue Pullen, and I'm pleased to announce that she's back, fresh off a rebrand and ready to help as Sue Mackey. Sue is a certified mortgage advisor at Fairway Independent Mortgage, an equal housing lender who focuses on finding the right product for you and your needs. She has over 20 years of experience helping thousands of homeowners. Whether it's purchasing, refinancing, or even a reverse mortgage, Sue will help. Sue's licensed in 36 states now, so reach out and let Sue Mackey it happen for you. The best way to reach her is just give her a call at 520-977-7904 or in an email, spullen at fairwaymc.com. Fairway Independent Mortgage has an MLS number of 2289. Sue Mackey has an MLS number of 206048. That email again, S-P-U-L-L-E-N at fairwaymc.com. And that phone number is 520-977-7904. Shoot Sue an email and let her know she needs to update that address. All right. Does that sate you, Dan? Can you make it through the rest of the episode now? Can we, can we hear him one more time? Uh, Sure. Are you looking for that perfect gift for the special someone in your life? Well, you are in luck because the China Shop Shop has you covered. Whether they're a fan of the markets or not, our products are sure to confuse their recipients in a way that's sure to bring a smile to your face. And for a limited time, use promo code YOURMOM for 20% off. So remember, shop the China Shop Shop, your source of niche stock market podcaster swag at financialineptitude.com. <laughs> <laughs> Boom! Revenue doubled. You're oh, welcome. God. You're welcome. <laughs> I might actually put that in there. I gotta think about that now. <laughs> All right, let's play stock timing. Let's move on. All right. Stock time! Now it's talk about stock time. Looking for setups and still not advice. Big moves, fresh news, and earnings. All that was saying is still not advice. Stock time. Please don't sue us. All right, Dan, what do you got for stock news? Uh, Carl Icahn. Remember that guy? Yeah, he's your favorite guy. Uh, well, yeah, I mean, I I don't really have a strong opinion one way or the other, but uh, 
after that short seller report came out, yeah. that basically just completely trashed this company as a pyramid scheme. <laughs> yeah, they, yeah. <laughs> they had to slash their dividend in half. What? I thought everything was fine. Yeah, everything was fine. Well, on Friday, um, they were on track to shed. They've lost more than half of the value of their shares. Oh, man. Yeah. Since earnings was not good or, to yeah. them. And, and yeah, and then the earnings came. Oof. Oh, I mean, this uh, is a pyramid scheme. He he's yeah he's called well he called you know he calls the short sellers allegations misleading but he's since restructured personal loans that required him to post collateral when the share prices fell. Interesting, huh? So yeah, uh, he had a lot of loans tied right. up to the value of his stock that yeah. just came due because it's dropping. Mm-hmm. Um, Hindenburg in May said Icon uh, will eventually cut or eliminate its dividend entirely, barring oh, a wow. miracle turnaround in investment performance, <laughs> is what they said in May. Well, yeah. Uh, looking like they might have been onto something. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, we're, we're three months out from the report. Not looking good. I think, I think Hindenburg was not making things up. Yeah. I love the idea too of an activist short seller getting shorted into the dirt by another activist short seller yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah in a letter to investors carl icon has touted his firm's decision to reset its focus on its core activism strategy and said it's significantly reduces reduced hedges over the past six months oh because their traders aren't doing well yeah no yeah. yeah um let's see what else do I... uh, I got... uh by the way yeah after Hindenburg published this report in May, the IEP said in a regulatory filing that the U.S. Attorney's Office for the Southern District of New York is now investigating the company. Investigating Icon or investigating Icon. Hindenburg? Investigating uh, Icon. No, no, yeah. no clear line has been drawn between the two events. <laughs> yeah, other than, <laughs> other than uh, just intelligence. Oh, the, the downward trend line, the bear, the bear trend line you can draw. The ability to connect two dots. That's that's the only connection. <laughs> yeah, maybe maybe Hindenburg has somebody in the uh, the IEP. Yeah, maybe. I wouldn't be surprised. Uh, I've got uh, something about Tim Cook. Apparently, uh, uh, Tim Cook is kind of the billionaire that nobody really thinks about, right? He doesn't have oh, the flash yeah, yeah. Musk. He doesn't have the the android like features of like a bezos he's not a spoiled brat like a zuckerberg Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. he's just quietly turning his company into a three trillion (laughs) dollar mega cap (laughs) uh they did their earnings on thursday though and he basically did not talk about ai at all until the very end and i don't know if you noticed but apple did not do very well after their earnings report Oh, because everybody's like, Apple's not not in on AI. Well, uh, analyst Sidney Ho was finally the one who actually brought it up. And that was the only reason why it was even discussed. Uh, he asked, uh, your strategy on AI seems quite different than many of your peers. At least you don't talk too much about that. Uh, then he asked if Cook could elaborate on his investment in the groundbreaking technology and its likely impact going forward. Mm-hmm. Cook's answer, he said... Uh, that just because he doesn't talk about it doesn't mean his engineers are not harnessing the power. Some of the features of the iOS i7 or iOS 17 coming out in autumn, such as uh, personal voice or even the Apple Watch's currently available fall detection, would not have been possible without its use. Hmm. He said, "Quote: We view AI and machine learning as core fundamental technologies that are integral to virtually every product we build." And then it just throws in a nice little thing here: these companies already worth the equivalent of three Nvidia's put together. <laughs> <laughs> Take that video. <laughs> <laughs> Tell the writer of this article is uh, drinking the Apple Kool Aid. No, right. Six references to AI during their call, all of which during that one exchange is when they occurred. 73 for Microsoft, 90 for Alphabet. And wow. how did Alphabet and, uh, and, and Microsoft. Microsoft do for their earnings statement? Uh, I see a nice gap up on Google. Yeah. And. It didn't work out quite so well for Microsoft. Microsoft was already ripping up into that. So Damn. would Apple's results have been better had he just started talking about AI sooner? I, look, I'm sh- I, I honestly, I'm shocked that we have not had, like once ChatGPT hit, 
that we haven't had word one about Apple having Siri be the AI bot you talk to. I know, right? I mean, I, I thought that was the Siri vision. First. When, they were the ones, yeah. Well, Steve Jobs was, not Tim Cook. Oh, yeah, Steve Jobs was the visionary. I do have a feeling if he was leading the company, then that would have been half the conference call would be how they've turned Siri into the ultimate AI assistant. And it was actually fellating him as they were talking right right (laughs) (laughs) yeah oh my god yeah half the time i try to use the the siri function on my phone to like set a timer or something it she doesn't understand me i i gave up long ago trying to search the internet using like it's hard to find a woman who gets you dan yeah you're not gonna find that on the internet (laughs) (laughs) love bot 4.0 yeah yeah Will you love me better than 3.0 did? <laughs> what else you got for, for stock news? Uh, well, we speaking of Alphabet, uh, Google. Yeah. They have dropped their positions in uh, some other companies. Oh. They, uh, according to an SEC filing, they dumped nearly 90% of their stake in Robinhood. Good. Yeah. Burn it to the ground. Burn it to the ground. Robinhood <laughs> posted its first uh, profit as a publicly traded company on August 2nd. So uh, oh, wow. uh, very recently, Robinhood's like, we turned a profit and Google's like, dump it. When did Google go long? Good question. Hopefully not at IPO. Hold on. Let me ask Siri <laughs> really quick. <laughs> Nothing? Uh, only only articles about how... How they sold it. How they sold it. Yeah. Oh, well. Smart move, Google. They probably accumulated a bit over time. And then, yeah. And then it got to break even. They got the fuck out of there. That's what I'm thinking. <laughs> like, Robinhood does a profit. They have a great earnings call. Well, Google's like, hey, hey, there's some interest. We got buyers right now. Yeah. Hey, we got some shares for you. Sure. Yeah, sure. Yeah, see? Yeah, you can have yeah. some of mine. Thank you. Thank you very much. <laughs> what else? Let's see. What else do we got for stock news? Uh, oh, I've got one little fluff piece that mm-hmm. looked kind of interesting. Uh, U.S. Cellular is just a little brief headline. I, I guess uh, this this company's stock just went through the roof yesterday, uh, today, 91% on Friday. Whoa. And yeah, the boards of the company and its parent telephone and data systems said they're reviewing strategic options for the company. That's it. That's all they said. What's the stock ticker again? Uh, hang on. I had it pulled up. I want to look at this mimajama. Uh, USM. Woo! Yep. Good golly. On one earnings call. That looks like they're trying to sell this company. Uh, the TDS board believes that it is that now is the right time for a comprehensive review of strategic alternatives for U.S. Cellular. We will pursue the pathway that is in the best interest of shareholders. Uh, and then they hired City as a financial advisor. They said they will not comment comment any further until the review is completed, and they did not set a deadline. All they did was say we're going to sell the company. We're reviewing. Like, no, they said we're reviewing our strategic options. Oh, they didn't say we're gonna. They were like, we're no, going to think about selling the we're company. We're going to think about doing something. <laughs> we don't know what that th- something's going to be, but you all know when we know. Uh, <laughs> you know. That's a lot of volume. It's a big fucking uh-huh. move. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah, so that that one caught my eye. Uh, kind of want to buy puts on that sucker. I know. Yeah, <laughs> foreshadowing. <laughs> uh, you got anything else before we wrap this up? Move on to crypto. Uh, yeah, yeah, yep, yep, yep. I got, a, I got, a, I had two stories. I'll tell, I'll tell the quick one. Quick. Ah, they're both pretty quick. Um, so the Uber's the CEO of Uber was in New York City, uh, wow. meeting with a, a editor for Wired magazine right uh, for an interview 2.95 miles away and so of course the ceo says why don't you take an uber (laughs) it'll cost you about 20 bucks right well the writer of the article did in fact take an uber and it cost him 51 dollars 69 cents oh and the ceo was surprised yes to quote it was oh my god wow (laughs) uh uh (laughs) Apparently, the writer, uh, when he first tried to book an Uber to get the interview, the price was $20 higher than he got it at. Oh, wow. So the CEO was like, oh, that's just surge pricing. And the writer was like, it's 10 a.m. on a weekday. Yeah, yeah. It's not like the president's in town. It's got to. 
so it's yeah, it's got a point. The, the CEO's like, ah, inflation. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> inflation. With Uber, the vast majority of your fare is going to your driver. Earnings per week for our drivers are up. Oh, man. They're up 92% from 2018 to 21. They're basically a cab now. 100%. 100%. Yeah. They came in and said, we're better and cheaper than cabs. Cabs went out of business. And now they're just as expensive as cabs. Only <laughs> now you have to share them. <laughs> yeah. Well, what happens is they uh, they undercut the competition. They get you addicted to it. And then they realize, oh, shit, we can't make a profit doing this. Yeah. We have to actually pay these drivers. These companies took losses yeah. for years to drive yep. taxi cabs out of business. First taste is free. Mm-hmm. All right. What was the other one? Oh, uh, it's a feel-good story for the ages. Oh, a uh, Connecticut man uh, <laughs> has been charged with wire fraud and conspiracy to commit wire fraud. He would dress up as a contractor and go into a Home Depot. Oh, my God. And he would grab like a door. like, <laughs> And he would go up and he would return it without a receipt. Oh, my God. <laughs> he did this 370 times Ooh. and got store credit. Worth $297,332 in Home Depot stores in Rhode Island, Connecticut, Massachusetts, Maine, Maryland, Pennsylvania, New York, and New Jersey. And took them that long to figure that out? Like, there's no red flags that pop up when someone has a $3,000 credit? So, there are. But get this. Mm -hmm. When challenged, he would and say, hold on now. He would say, fine, I'm taking my door home. Smart. Smart. And then he would just leave with the door and oh, take it to a different Home Depot and return it without a receipt. That's fucking brilliant. Because they saw him walk in with it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Uh, so, you know, Home Depot, they're, they're on the ball. I mean, if they just let you take something and then pay you money to give it back to them, is that really your fault? I... I mean, I know, <laughs> I know stealing's wrong, but I, it's like the Tom Sawyer effect. Sometimes it's just so brazen, you've got to applaud it, right? Uh, yeah, exactly. It's less like, I well, mean, I, yeah, yeah. It's the t I'm taking it home with me is the thing that I fucking love. <laughs> That's what makes that. <laughs> Fine. I, don't, I think he'd have been caught a lot sooner if he hadn't done that part. <laughs> just take this with me. And the cashiers are probably sitting there and like, man, business is good. You. Putting a lot of doors in. <laughs> that, that guy always buys too many doors. Yeah. Well, you always get one extra. I mean. Yeah. It's, it only makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Should we move on to some crypto? Uh, yeah. Let's talk about some crypto. All right. I got some crypto in my wallet. Hanging out on my Ethereum blockchain. Yeah, I got some crypto in my wallet Some Doji Sushi Polka Dot NFT Decentralized, anonymized, fabulous cryptocurrency Alright, I got a quick one that won't take too long, but... Uh... I guess Biden's accidentally become the latest brand ambassador for Bitcoin. What? How'd that happen? Uh, he, he jumped on Twitter on Thursday. He uh, posted a message that said, a cup of Joe never tasted better. And it was a video of him uh, drinking out of a cup of coffee, uh, drinking a cup of coffee from that mug. Now, the mug prominently has Biden's face on there with striking red laser eyes which refers to the dark Brandon meme centered around the president, but is also a popular symbol used by Bitcoin enthusiasts on their online profiles. The red eyes. Yeah. Okay. So he's got wiggle room because he, he can all, they can always say he's just trolling. I mean, they can say anything they want. Yeah. But right. The let's go Brandon. They can say they're just trolling. I think, Matt. I think, yeah, I think that's what they were initially doing with the laser eyes. I think they might've not realized uh, what that actually meant. I'm I'm 100% confident Joe Biden yeah. 
It's not in a generation to understand mm-hmm. what that meant. I ha- would have to had to be told that by you. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. And I'm I'm less than half his age. <laughs> so this was definitely a <laughs> troll gone wrong. But wouldn't it be fun if the SEC was like, no, Musk did it. It was wrong. Hold on. Hold on, Joe. Oh, God. President Biden. Hilarious. You cannot, you cannot shill your coin on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Well-known Bitcoin advocate Dan Held said, tastes like Bitcoin. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's been widely perceived to be anti-crypto, so maybe this is uh, maybe this is a way to try to get some some votes. I think this is like uh, when the CEO of uh, AMC stood up on that voice chat and he wasn't wearing any pants. Yeah, yeah. And everybody was like, "Oh, naked shorts, naked shorts." I, no, I think it's just a just happy coincidence. coincidence. <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> do you have a real story then? Uh, oh, yes, yes, Kyle. I, yes, I do. So we're we're familiar at this point with this big battle to define crypto. So we it, it so it it's regulated, right? Yeah. The SEC is currently attempting to just assert authority and say, "All right, no, 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 it's that this falls under our purview. We're regulating it." So they've got some uh, cases out, and one mm-hmm. of them is against Coinbase, a lawsuit against Coinbase. Yeah, yeah. Ar- arguing that uh, the you know the cryptocurrency sold through its exchange uh, are investment securities. Well, Coinbase has asked the judge to dismiss that lawsuit because they're saying crypto is more like baseball cards. That makes sense for NFTs. It does not make sense for crypto. I will quote Coinbase Chief Legal Officer Paul Gruel. Our core argument is simple. We do not offer investment contracts as that term has been construed by decades of Supreme Court and other binding precedent. Huh. Hold on. That was one of three. Why didn't I load up? Ah, Show me his other tweets. Damn you. Hang on. I'll see if I can find them. Okay. By ignoring that precedent, the SEC has violated due process, abused its discretion, and abandoned its own earlier interpretations of the securities law. By ignoring that precedent the sec has trampled the strict boundaries on its basic authority set by congress we appreciate the court's careful consideration <laughs> yeah so so they filed this report uh friday august 4th uh one day after the largest crypto exchange reported that revenue earned from trading fees fell to its lowest level in nearly three years Oof. yeah right uh hey in in 2023 alone the sec has charged 17 different crypto actors with violating securities laws cleaning up this town they're trying now so get this so the sec is saying the framework for this all is from uh, what that's called the howey test in uh, 1946 there was a supreme court case dealing with uh tracks of florida orange groves sold by a guy named howey and uh-huh. then le- leased back to his own company. Huh. Uh, Supreme Court labeled these leaseback deals as investment contracts, meaning they needed to be registered. So, so when you, his company sold the orange groves to a new person, and the new person entered into a, a contract to lease that land back to the same person that sold them, those contracts themselves were an investment vehicle needed to be registered. Interesting. Sense, okay. Right? Okay. Okay. Now, Coinbase is arguing that their digital currencies are more like baseball cards, which would be a commodity and not a security, because to define a security through the Howey test, security is, quote, an investment of money in a common enterprise with profits to come solely from the efforts of others. Hmm. Yeah, I think I might have to agree with Coinbase. Right? Yeah. Right. Because as Coinbase says, quote, there is no investment of money coupled with a promise of future delivery of anything. There's an asset sale. That's yeah. it. Akin to the sale of a parcel of land, the value of which may fluctuate after the sale, or a condo, or an American girl doll, or a beanie baby, or a baseball card. American girl doll. <laughs> Talk about sex dolls <laughs> or Barbies. <laughs> Do you not know what an American girl doll is? No. Oh, God. No. It, they are you. Why? Why would you? Uh, Is it like American Dad? Yeah, I wish. 
it's a it's a line of dolls where each doll is from a different period in history and then they give them this big giant backstory and like there's a book for each doll and i think some of them you have fucking movies it's 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 like the the modern version of barbie without being shaped like a sex toy from the the 50s instead they're just start out oppressed yeah exactly because <laughs> i yeah, don't like think women, women like going yeah women don't like going back in time just as much as anybody else who's not a straight white male yeah <laughs> <laughs> that's, the, that's the worst part about time travel <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> Right. Should, we, uh, should we move on? Uh, yeah, yeah. Let's uh, let's move on. Oh, hang on. Oh, wait, I'm just tired. Wait, Kyle, wait, 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 me... wait, wait. Hang on, Dan. Hang on. Don't move. I can't find Dan. Okay. Um, All right. Oh, shit. oh no, no. Fuck. My Apex account has it. Uh, no, oh, no, no. Oh shit! Apex got it. I don't have a. Ah, uh, fuck. Ah! Okay, there goes there goes that account. Ah, uh, my Apex account shot itself. <laughs> Yeah, I think, I think I got hit with residual fire. Oh, fuck me. Uh, well, I think everybody knows now what this is going to go. Yeah. Hey, what was your good for the week, Kyle? Uh, I don't think I had a good other than there was no pain. <laughs> it ended you're good quickly. At, your good is that you were trading a prop account? Yes, that was my good. Uh, yeah, there was not much good to talk about for me. I don't know. What about you? You got anything good? Um, I I took a day off. Yeah, that was that's good. good. That was good. That was good. Um, uh, you know what? I, I was I was doing I was doing decent. I was doing a decent job almost all week of staying away from un, unprofitable, non lucrative trades. Yep. Yeah. Same here. Like I started out pretty good Monday and Tuesday, but then it just went downhill. Yeah. 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 So should we talk about bads then instead? Oof. I guess. Let's let's see. All it. right. Well, my bad was uh on Thursday I decided that it was okay to move stops. Yeah. Ugh. Had a trade uh that I put on based on some set parameters that like it followed everything that I should be seeing but as soon as it started getting close to that stop I started looking at it and thinking oh well if this doesn't hold then I definitely would be entering right up here and I thought okay well why don't I just move my stops so that way I can just keep the same entry and not have to take two trades now I did negotiate with myself and say that if I do that then that's it for the day no more trades and mm-hmm. I did honor that but uh it, it worked out about as well as you'd expect Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So that was my bad. What was your bad? Ooh, let me let me pull up the uh, the old trade <laughs> log here. <laughs> I mean, I'm gonna have to say, what was the Friday was the fourth? So was it tu- Tuesday was the first? Yeah, sure. That sounds reasonable. Tuesday. Um, I woke up late. Mm, yep, I remember that. I took a Benadryl Monday night. It's been a long time since I've taken a Benadryl. That was what fuck you up. And I slept through my alarms. I woke up maybe like ten minutes before the bell. And what did I do? Did I did I say like Dan, you need a fucking time to wake up? No, I thought I got this. I'm I'm a fucking pro. Yeah. And my first first notes of the day, Kyle. My first trade. I'm gonna yeah. read this verbatim. Right now to you. You don't even you haven't heard this yet. No, I haven't. Was groggy. Heard Kyle say something about the sell side being strong or whatever, and I wanted to anticipate the break of the low. So I took a short. Oh. Took a short just off of what I said. (laughs) Yeah. Was groggy. Heard Kyle say something about the sell side being strong or whatever. Oh wow. Or whatever. (laughs) Literally, you made a casual remark and and I entered a trade on it. Oh, do I need to be careful about what I say? Because a lot of times I'm just talking just to talk. No, no. The point, the, the reason this is bad is because, I mean. Well, I mean, it's obvious, I think. But yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, that's on, that the onus is on me. Uh, you were correct. There was strong selling right there. But it mm-hmm. wasn't, it wasn't at an area of interest. Uh, we weren't seeing any DOM absorption. And the reactivity wasn't happening. It's just for that 
10 second period, the selling was strong. That's all. Yeah. 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 Like that happens 200 times a day. Yeah. <laughs> that sounds about right. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. That's a tough one. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, uh, I have, I have a new, new rule for myself is that, uh, Benadryl. Uh, uh-uh. no, I, I think I'm just going to steer clear of it from now on. Benadryl is tough. I think, I think I have a similar, like whenever I take that or NyQuil, like, especially if it's late at night, like I, f- I think what ends up happening is you, you don't finish digesting it because your metabolism slows down when you finally do fall asleep. So mm. then when you wake up, like you're finishing processing the rest of it because your metabolism kicked in again. Right. Uh, 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 Benadryl, NyQuil uses the same yeah. sleepy drug, di- dihydramine, HCI or whatever. It's good if you want to forget Dyson. about the past week, but yeah. Right. <laughs> uh yeah yeah that's did you uh, probably a good rule. so so i heard a rumor that you had an ugly friday not me my friday was great yeah I'm, i uh, yeah i didn't actually blow up the account the account did murder itself but that was just because i broke a rule i broke another rule i exceeded my max loss me too um my max loss is supposed to be 250 i think i ended up with minus 330 Hmm. So pretty substantial uh, breach of that rule. So I've decided actually uh, next week is just going to be uh, study and practice. No live trading next week. Yeah. Yeah. I hear you. I think uh, there's some new ideas that I do want to like spend some time actually like getting into and like back testing. And I feel like my emotional state has been getting worse and worse as this week has progressed. And if I don't do something now to, try to do something about it it's just going to get worse i wholeheartedly agree and i actually came to that same conclusion for myself oh really after friday i uh i decided like to get cute and i was like you know what i i like this globex top i'm gonna get funded with one trade right and i put them all on and it didn't go my way yeah yeah and it was yeah. like, uh, and I undid every good trade, like the whole uh, two weeks of good trading on the account just yeah, gone. wiped out. Yep. Same here. Ugly as hell. And so I was like, Dan, you know what? Next week you need to rewatch the Trebo courses and you need to, to like really, really sit down and paper trade again. Yep. And 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 get back in the zone, get back to where you were when you were consistently profitable. I still plan on showing up every morning at the same time, doing the same process that we're doing in the mornings, just no trading. Yeah. Instead of watching the Dom and trying to interact, it's going to be back testing or trade pro videos or other uh, EDU stuff that I want to work on. Yeah, uh, I'm still up for jumping on the voice channel, though, if you want to do it together. Yeah, yeah. I was just wondering if you wanted to, at some point, too, also uh, watch the Trade Pro videos live together. Oh, talk yes, about I it. do. Yes, I do. I'd love to do that with another person and actually great. talk about the points and things we're seeing. Why did we do that to begin with? That's a really good question, Kyle. I have no answer for that. Fuck, three years into this, <laughs> we still have those moments. <laughs> I had I had one of those moments uh, with my car the other day where, like the 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 nut came off of uh, or the the socket wrench came off of my wrench, mm-hmm. and I couldn't figure out how to get it out of my engine for like thirty minutes, and then I'm sitting there and then I realize like wait just turn it the other way and take the spark plug out you dumbass oh god <laughs> nice yeah right <laughs> right it's like the easiest thing in the world and i'm like what kind of tool could i shove down on my engine to get that spark plug socket out or the worst is when like you have the right tool but it's in the basement so you try to make do for like three times the amount of time it takes you to get the right tool <laughs> just to walk down to the basement yeah and grab it. yeah yeah yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah i've been there yep. been there yeah i think we all yep. have yep all right. Well, so not a lot of good, but a lot of ugly. But uh, I think we've got a solid plan for how to recover. So, yeah, yeah, I think so. I feel better just talking about it. Hell yeah! Hell yeah! All right, let's do a bet and let's get the fuck out of here. All right. I need it, wanna beat it, gonna win it if I take it from you. Filling my positions, quit your bitching, random's gonna lose.
Got a chart full of levels and a stop that's not too tight It's bet, pick a time in the shop, so pick them right Okay, Dan. I told you I had one. I think you figured it out when I heard your comments looking at the stock chart. USM? Yeah, yeah right? Yep. Why not? You, you looking to short a USM? It's pretty vague news. It's, it, it's such a huge spike on vague news. I know, <laughs> but it's also such a huge spike. It did. Oh, let me flip down to a tighter time frame. I do have a bit of a Kyle. It it gapped up fucking fifty percent. I know. I'm trying to see where it, it ended the day. If it ended above balance, then I want to go long. How far back do you want to look for balance? Uh, that's a pretty big balance area. Not too long ago, and it looks like it's rotating above it. Balance was yeah. And the top was twenty three. I think this might be a good long one then, huh? Wow. Wow. No. Or or not? No, you can always, no, you never... I don't think so. You want to go short? We are going <laughs> to be at odds. Yes. Okay. Yes, I do want to go short. I I want to short this thing. I if it catches 25 half. If it catches there then I'll say, "Okay, yeah, I go long." All right. This this thing is this thing's got some pullback. I don't think this is rocketing up to forty five. I think you're right. My first inclination was short it, but then you got me second guessing myself. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, maybe he wants to go long. Okay, I can look for the long case. Uh, <laughs> Good Lord, where do you want your stop? Thirty five ish above that swing high. Um, let's put the stop at thirty. Oh, that's be like 10%, huh? Yeah, 35 is fine. Yeah, 3475. 3475. Okay. 35. 35. 35. 3501. Final answer. All right. Deal. Deal. All right. And then take profit all at 25, or do you want to get uh, another spot in there? Well, I mean, if we're shorted up here at 33, uh, I say take profit at uh, 30 and a quarter, take half. And uh, what? It just trail at five percent. Sure, that works. All right. Rest. What's okay. that bastard random doing? All right. Let's see. Uh, New York Stock Exchange sector capital goods. I don't think we've seen that one yet, or in a while. Um, MDC Holdings. No. It's got enough volume. It meets the criteria. Ooh. That looks pretty bullish. That is. It's coming right yes. up into to resistance, right? Yeah. Long-term Ooh. resistance. And it's taking out swing highs, too, from the pullback. Wow. Random really can pick them. He really can. Does this one have Here. earnings tomorrow, too? <laughs> it's got earnings on in October. October. Okay, thank God. <laughs> and it's not McDonald's Corporation. It's a different M. Yeah, MDC. MDC, not MCD. Consumer Durables Home Building. Oh, shit. There's a lot of shortage in housing right now. Do you see the yeah. strength of that buy on Friday, too? The, the technicals say strong buy on trading view. Fuck you, Rand. Oh, they just got a price target upgrade. That's what happened. Mm. Yeah, I was going to say, they just had earnings on July 27th, and it was a beat. Of course it was. Oh, they got dividends coming up. Yeah, good. That'll deflate them a little bit. It might. Might a little bit. <laughs> oh, shit. We got to see if when the X, uh, the dividend X day is. Because that's a 4% dividend. Shit. X date is August 8th. Oh, no. Payment date, Wednesday, 23rd. Okay, so random won't get the dividends. No, random won't get the dividends, but random will be there for the influx of people buying the stock to have the dividend. Yeah, exactly. Woo! Good job, random. Yeah. Good job, random. Can't let us have more than one, can you? No. No random bastard like that. All right. Well, I think we did it, Kyle. Kind of, yeah. Feels like a bit of a lackluster ending. Oh, did you want jazz hands? <laughs> cha, 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 cha. <laughs> there we go. That did it. <laughs> 
Uh, folks, thanks for sticking around to the end of the episode with us. Uh, we know we always have a great time. and We're glad you made it to the end. We hope you had a great time, too. Sadly, though, all good things must come to an end. Not that this is a good thing, but it is definitely coming to an end. So if you would be so kind as to, Kyle. Hammer that five-star rating like Buffett buying treasury bills. Take care. <laughs> <laughs> Happy trades. <laughs> Bye. Two Bulls in a China Shop is an entertainment program, and all thoughts and opinions expressed in the show belong to the hosts and not of any company. They are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual or on any specific security or investment product. It is only intended to provide entertainment about stocks and the financial industry of trading. If you make trades based on what you hear in this show, you assume all risks for those trades.